Hello and welcome to episode one of the Biscuit and Brews podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Josh and as always I have my two very good friends here with me, Luke and Connor. So on this week's episode we'll be talking about why we started this podcast, lockdown and also the things we've been up to in it. As well we will be discussing our love of the beautiful game. So get that kettle boiled, pour that brew, and open up the biscuit barrel. Let's go! Hello guys, and uh, thank you for listening in to the Biscuit and Brews podcast. Um, so, how are you, Connor and Luke? How are you doing? How are you doing, Connor? I'm all right, yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to to this and uh, and being able to, to chat. So what have you um, been up to? What are you currently doing? Well, obviously, um, teacher training at the moment um, in my in my second placement of that. So um, everything's quite all stations go at the moment with um, with the planning and delivering of lessons and um, remote learning as well at the moment. How, how are you finding remote learning anyway? What's it like? It's it's obviously very different, especially for a subject like drama. Um, it's very very different, but you know, we're we're starting to find ways now where I feel like the students are effectively being taught and still still getting a very good level of education and being able to still learn about drama, whether that be practical or the more theory side. And um, so you know, we're finding ways now, and I think teachers up and down the country really have done a a remarkable job throughout the, the pandemic of still educating children whilst being at home. Yeah, they have. They really have. So, um, Luke, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing good. It's the same old normal. Mm. Nothing really changed at the moment. Go to work, come home. As you know, but nothing changed. Just for our listeners, what, what do you do for work? What do I do? I uh, test mobile phones. That's what I do. Good That's old what I do. Good old see the, latest mobile phones. see the old latest mobile phones. Yeah, iPhone 10s. Hang on, they're not the most recent one. Whatever no. the most recent one is. Apple is the iPhone, iPhone 12. Yes, the iPhone 12. You know, that, I'm so lost. So lost. Human lost. technology. Yes, me and technology. Although, what have you been up to, Josh? What, you been... oh, what am I doing? What have you been up to this week? Studying for a master's, doing the most entertaining topic of all US politics, which is very intriguing at the moment. So that's what I'm up to. How are you actually not finding, because obviously you're doing the, the learning side, obviously I'm doing the majority is, is the teaching side. I do have lectures with uni as well, but they're obviously very different to yours. How are you finding, finding that during, during remote learning? It's difficult. Um, It's a lot easier being in class with people discussing because you can read people's lot topic. uh, What am I on about? That you can read people's body language. There you go. My tongue twister of the day Uh, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, you just don't get that online and it's hard to know what people are thinking and in that way and engaging in conversation. But 
in other ways it's all right because I don't have any exam work or anything like that or any practicals, but it is not the same. It's really not. So, yeah. But on to how we came up with this podcast. Um, Connor, do you want to say a bit more on that? Yes, I mean, it's been a, been a couple of months in the, in the making, really, but obviously we've been in this 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 lockdown for um for a couple of months now we've been obviously we've had restrictions for um for almost a year now um and and usually um usually on on the weekend the three of us would meet up and we'd uh, we need to go and watch the mighty shoebury town uh, on a saturday afternoon or we'd be around at joshy's watching the football on the telly um and you know we'd we'd, we'd get a takeaway we'd treat ourselves um and then at some point during the evening we would sit down around Jockey's kitchen table and um, we'd have brews. And get the biscuit bar up. Yeah, we'd get the biscuit tin out and we'd, we'd, uh, we'd enjoy some biscuits. And whilst we were doing that, we would be sat there talking about absolutely anything and everything, whether it was with life in general, whether it was our, our memories that we have from school and from college, or, you know, whether it's about the football, things we've seen in the news, things like that, we would have time there where we sit down and we would just discuss anything and that's that's exactly what this podcast is going to be it's going to be just like we're back around joshy's kitchen table except this time we're all on zoom um, taking it to zoom yeah because we're not seeing each other since it feels like october i think it was october yeah i think just before we went into the the tier system again and just before we got dropped to the tier three here in Trotcher. Um, so I think October was, was probably the last time we actually saw each other in, in person. Yeah, it was. Feels like a long time ago. But then again, it doesn't feel like a long time ago at the same time. This... No, no, to think think where we are now, like it all really probably started 12 months ago. It seems to have flown by, really. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what, what biscuits we got, people? What biscuits? What Josh, biscuit of choice today? Oh, well, I have gone for a bog standard rich tea, which is usually what we have when we are discussing around the kitchen table. Because it's all you've got in the house. (laughs) It's literally all we've got in the house, yeah. Got it. Biscuit of choice? Uh, I've gone for a chocolate chip cookie made by the lovely Marylands. Is Maryland the actual maker? I don't know, but Maryland chocolate chip cookies, anyway. I think they are uh, top tier biscuits, personally. You can't go wrong with a, a Maryland cookie. They are, the pop. they are like Premier League, rich tea, like League Upper one. Echelon, elite biscuit. Elite biscuit, that. Luke, what are you got? I have gone the shortbread. You can't go wrong with shortbread. Is it Scottish? It's Scottish shortbread. Oh, even better. Covered in sugar. What, what what can you what can you not like? I love the Scots, me. Really, really would love them to stay in the union. You know, great, great <laughs> that one thing. One, one thing we want to reduce on this podcast is a little the lack of. We don't want to talk about the politics. We want to keep that off this podcast. Yeah, we don't want Nicola Sturgeon coming at us with a with an angry face. Is a, well, that certainly wouldn't please me. Just shutting down my conversation here. I love politics. And that is that's all we talk about on that Saturday night is, is politics. We want to get away from that on this podcast. I don't think the listeners will enjoy 
you're rambling about politics. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. We'd probably just get angry emails and tweets and Instagram posts <laughs> if I started rambling on. So if anybody, uh, if anybody does want to contact us on social media, though, tell us what biscuit you enjoy. Tell us um, how you have your tea. Do you have it like Joss, like dishwater? Or do you have it like me and Luke and have it fairly strong? Um, are you one of these weird people that uh, puts the milk in first? Because if you are, take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror. Oh, because that's hey, you are a freak. We do not want you. <laughs> no. I'm sorry to offend people, but no. no. Just no. Just no. So get in contact with us on our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter with the handle at biscuits underscore brews. We're going to have some polls on there, some interactive um, little posts as well that we want you to get involved in. We want to hear your opinions. We want to know uh, whether you like the biscuit choices we've gone for in this episode or just in general what your favourite biscuits are. So at the moment, there's only really one thing on people's lips. Obviously, and understandably, it's COVID and lockdown. So have you two been um, spending lockdown? So Luke, what have you been up to? Anything interesting? It doesn't really change, does it? I just go to work and come out. Every day seems to be the same now. You get to a weekend, then you roll over to Monday again. Can't really do much at the weekend. It never really changes. Yeah, because for me, it's quite funny. I get f- looking forward to the weekend. And then the weekend is basically the same as the weekdays. And it's just in this time loop of doing nothing, really. It's very boring. So, Connor, how are you finding it? Um, I mean, it's, it's just been a weird time for everyone, hasn't it? It's just been really really odd um and to think that we've now spent what a a year almost a year under restrictions and like for me personally like so much has happened in that time that has been good you know graduated from uni started the teacher training as i said before i'm on my second placement of teacher training now and then having that changed to remote because of how um how circumstances were changing constantly um, it's just been really weird because it's almost like life is life is obviously not normal. It's not as it was. And some days, I think, for me, I forget there is a lockdown going on. And it just feels like now it's at a point where this feels like normality. This feels like... It's the new normal. It's the new normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it feels like this is how I've lived my whole life when I know it hasn't because... You know, most days I'm getting memories come up on my Snapchat from nights out from, from last year in uni and things like that. And I genuinely want to cry because I miss going out dressed as Nessa from Gavin and Stacey and drinking myself into oblivion, you know. <laughs> and it's that it's that social, the social side of it, isn't it? It's that interaction with friends, family that has been missing for so long. And, you know, it has been difficult for everyone. You know, there's, everybody has been has been affected by this. And I think we're at that stage now where we just want it to end. We just want it to be open. Obviously, we've got these vaccines happening now and people are getting vaccinated, which is brilliant because they're, you know, going to provide us with that sort of security 
from this virus, hopefully. Um, and, you know, if there are people out there who are at the minute against the vaccine, I, you know, I would implore you to, to go and get it because if, you, you know, if we've got the chance to protect ourselves from this awful, dreadful virus, then we need to take, to take that opportunity. Absolutely. Please do go get your vaccines. And honestly, don't believe them utter rubbish conspiracy theories on the internet. Some of them are ridiculous. Like that, you, I, you must be close to getting the vaccine, Josh. Being Yeah. Have yeah, you been off I, it yet? I, I don't think I'm too far off. I, I, I really don't know uh, how far I'm off. I think, I think they're getting up near the 65s or something like that on vaccinations. So, so I'm, I'm, I'll be nearly there. Um, so we'll, we'll just wait and see. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I, I, I do have a disability called Becker muscular dystrophy. So that's why I should be close to getting my vaccine. So uh, we'll wait and see. Um, see how it goes and um, lockdown for me guys has been just yeah just boring uh, as i've said before i've literally just done uni work and played on the playstation and then talked to the odd person but i, I and i've hated it but i do also know there are people who've got it a lot worse aren't there so yeah in yeah. some ways i'm for we're fortunate in a, in a way that we you know we've got a secure house over our heads with a secure family and and there are certain people that don't have it, which is really sad, isn't it? So, and I, th I think that's that's been one of the one of the things we've seen during this lockdown is you've got like the two sides. You've got the the really lovely and kind side of humanity when you've got people going out of their way to help those people that that, that need things. We saw um, Marcus Rashford and his campaign for the free school meals for children. We saw um, Sir Captain Tom Moore who raised all of that money um, for the NHS. He's now sadly, sadly passed away. But I mean, what a, what a tremendous man. What, what, what a bloke. And, what a, what a, what you a know, what? You've got, you've got, you know, your, your NHS workers, these, you know, our lorry drivers that are transporting goods across the country, cleaners, any, you know, all these key workers that have worked through that have just done mm. such a fantastic job of, keeping the country going and keeping people's spirits up but I mean at times as well we've seen the really sort of horrible ugly side um, of, of people as well and it's been really unfortunate to see some of those stories that come up in the news of you know especially at the moment in this lockdown of people hosting house parties with large numbers of people and not realising the potential consequences of their actions um, and, and so I think it you know, we, we have seen that, that as I said, that, that beautiful side of humanity where people have gone out of their way to help and provide support to other people. So anybody that is listening that has, you know, whether you've donated money, whether you've been a key worker, you know, been sticking to the rules, but thank you. Because, that, you know, this, this is what we need, is we need to be taking these steps in order for us to go back to what, what we thought normality was. Mm. Well, I, for one, don't want to stay in this new more normal that much longer. But at the same time as being unhappy with the restrictions and stuff like that, which I'm sure a lot of people are, I will stick to them because it's important to. And, uh, but like you say, Connor, just really big thanks. If you are a key worker listening to this, whatever you're doing, 
just thank you so much for the work you're doing in this um in this time um so yeah that kind of wraps up our mini lockdown discussion just um, um, whilst we're still on lockdown like what what have you two missed most about being in this lockdown is there anything like in particular that you've really sort of missed or or, or whatever i said it, it's just more the it's now the point just the social interaction with people yeah. Not both, like we've not seen each other since October. We're not seeing face to face. Yeah. Just missing that social interaction with people. Exactly the same with me, Luke. So um, I am a Christian, and I and I go to church, and we haven't been going to church, um, and it just doesn't feel the same having that social interaction. And also, I have missed going to football games. Yeah. Soaking up the atmosphere. You know, go and watching your local team play or whoever else is playing and just go in to watch that and have a good time with mates. As we discussed, that's what we did before lockdown and hopefully we can do it again. Um, Even though sometimes the football isn't enjoyable, just meeting yeah. up as a fray and going to see it is just fun in itself. Yeah. There's always stories that come from when we go and watch the football and the majority of the time it isn't about even the football that we've seen it's stuff that happens either on the way to games at games on the way back from games and I think you know it's it's that it's that social interaction that you get with it and the highs and the lows and being able to share that with other people around you who are like-minded people that are supporting that team as well or whatever you know that has been been a, a struggle it's been really really weird and really really different one thing that has helped over a lot is is the football being back on. <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like there's actually something to to watch, and, and even the, though no one's there, it's still oh wow. yeah. enjoyable. There's been that there's been that controversy about it, hasn't there? Because of um, football is break breaking the rules um, and and things like that, and that discussion over whether it is a necessity, whether it should be played. But what I will say is, from from my perspective. Um, the football still being on, I think, is a major, major boost to the mental health of, of so many people because it's still that sense of normality that on a Saturday afternoon there is football on and you're still able to contact either via Zoom or you know social media through, through the power of the internet. You're still able to keep in contact with those other supporters um, and, and keep that sort of the, you know the banter that comes with football and as I said sharing those highs and lows mm. well I think this nicely segues into the next part we want to really talk about which is our love of the beautiful game which is football so us lads we all love our football and it has really drawn us together as friends, but it also has the potential to tear us apart. So, really, we're just going to briefly discuss our interest in which football teams we support and so on. So, Luke, do you want to quickly tell us who we all support collectively? All us three do support Shrewsbury Town. Shrewsbury Town will be... Salop, salop, sorry, I'll stop chanting. Apologies to our headphone users there. As a free, we know we most of the times go and watch him home and away, or we did 12 months ago. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I was able to go and watch them 
when the tier system came in, where you're allowed to go and watch them. Thank you, Boris. Oh, you went to the the Blackpool game before in December, didn't you? Not Blackpool yeah. game. No, not... was it no, Blackpool? I can't remember what game I went to. I went to a football game, innit? It was actually a very good experience to be back, but that lasted very, not very long at all. I meant to say, and uh, but no, we, we all are big avid uh, Shrewsbury Town football fans. Um, so yeah, but Connor. Do you support anyone else? That is the big question. Well, I mean, obviously, I support the the England national team, um, and I'm I'm very excited and well hopeful that the Euros goes ahead this summer because I do feel like we've got a team um, that. I remember your first football memory. You told me when when we when we first met was you crying after we got knocked out of the Euros, or wasn't it? No, it was the uh, it was the 2006 World Cup, um, and we we lost to Portugal on penalties and I do remember crying because um, I was so upset and then um, a few weeks later my mum and dad had bought me these new pair of brown shoes that were to be worn at um, I don't know if it was a, a wedding or, or a christening or something that we had coming up and so I went to try them on and I read that on the inside of them on the label it said made in Portugal so I refused to wear them and threw them down because Portugal had broken my heart just a few weeks earlier as a young England fan, but obviously aside from from the national team, I uh, I'm also a massive Chelsea fan, which again is very controversial because um, I don't know many other Chelsea fans in all honesty. So that's something I get a lot of stick for uh, a lot of the time. Um, absolutely gutted when when uh, when the ball decided to sack Lampard, but um, Tuchel's come in and, and had a, a good start so far, and hopefully that continues and we can uh, look to win some trophies again. Yeah, so controversially, Connor has two football teams, and and so do I, and I get a lot of stick from my university mates about this. I support Arsenal and Shrewsbury as well, so love Arsenal. Um, really, really fell in love with them from Thierry Henry and Wenger in that early era. That that really uh, solidified my love for them. Really, oh, I swear. Like when when we were in primary school, you used to support Liverpool. I I, I swear that you well, used to support uh, Liverpool. Um, you had you had Liverpool shirts. I I remember. Now, just to clarify this, I am not a glory hunter. Uh, my dad and my brother, my older brother, are massive Liverpool fans. Um, and so I was kind of forced. But when I was able to have my own opinion, I smartly, well, actually, unsmartly, because ever since. I became a fan of Arsenal. We didn't win anything till the FA Cup against Hull in 2014. So you can't accuse me of being a glory supporter because we did not win anything for ages. So, that, uh, so I, yeah, but Thierry Henry and that. And actually, this, this is a true story, guys. The day I decided I wanted to fully become an Arsenal fan, we had this family staying with us, right? Um they were all Arsenal fans, actually, but that was another story. Um, but I all I just sent notes to all the people in our house, so my parents, my brother, the people staying with us, the three kids and the um, couple. And, uh, yeah, I called them into my room and I had some big breaking news that I had officially become an Arsenal fan at about the age of six or seven or something like that. And... Uh, Ever since then, I've not looked back and have had very many ups and downs. 
a lot of downs, a lot of batterings away from big teams, and that has been awful to witness. And then the modern phenomenon of Arsenal fan TV is quite hilarious to watch, even as an Arsenal fan, just to watch a man break downs. Um, yeah. So that that's basically me and Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, that's basically been our main enjoyment from football. We've had many a good adventure watching Shoes Be Away, haven't we, lads? We have, yeah, we have. But what was the last away game we were... We'd have done. Is it Accrington? I was thinking about this the other day. I think it is Accrington. Wow. The the, the late three two. Yeah. That's twenty nineteen. That was right at the very start of last season, wasn't it? That's that is a year and a half ago. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mad. Absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. Our, our lives have been turned upside down by COVID. I actually the other day I was. Um, sorting my room out as you as i think many people have probably done in lockdown numerous times um and i was sifting through some stuff i found and i actually found the uh, the ticket from the very first away day i did which was uh, that that famous saturday saturday afternoon on the uh, halloween where we went away to port vale oh i remember this connor yeah, josh, josh was in the uh, home end for that day yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it so so my brother drove us and uh, i need even wheelchair but they don't have a disabled away end at Port Vale, our local rivals. So me and my brother had to go into the Port Vale disabled section. Half time, I was getting abused by the mascot. But, he, you know, he's like, proper winding us up. And then we ended up losing. It was, it was quite funny. I can't remember the mascot name, but he had his... <laughs> Big furry costume on and he came over. But you should have game as well, wasn't it? It was we were it awful. Was. It but, you was. know, we, we got to the point where we went the the one time we celebrated is when we actually had a shot. And I don't even know if that shot was on target. No, it was it was atrocious. I don't you you guys had a pretty interesting doing the away end, didn't you? Yeah, there was a, a couple of away supporters who decided to to fight amongst themselves. <laughs> Which for a first away day experience is exactly what you want to see. That's that's something to tick off the bucket list. I've watched, I've watched <laughs> supporters of the same team have a scrap at a football game. Football is the gift that keeps on giving, or more importantly, the football fans are the gift that keeps on giving. You know, uh, honestly, I cannot wait until not even just till I can go back in the stadium as a fan, but just watching it from home and there's fans in the stadium being able to hear them and, and, and see the reaction, you know, when it is safe to do so, I think it's going to be... Yeah, fans obviously. do make a difference. Though. So, what do you two do when you're watching it? Do you listen with sound, crowd noise sound on? Or crowd yeah. noise... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's there, yeah. I have it on. Yeah, it you've got quite... to have it on. Same here. I, I, I prefer... But I know other friends who... Um, Listen to it off, and I don't like that. But then again, they don't really like the crowd noise because it's quite funny. A shot goes, looks like it goes in, and then the crowd goes up, but it's actually gone wide, and they look like right idiots. Yeah, there is that sort of bit of the delay, isn't there? But yeah, for me, absolutely, the crowd noise has to be on because it still it gives it that sense of normality again, still, and it gives you that sense, you know, that atmosphere, and that's exactly. That is one of the biggest buzzes of a football game. If it's not going well on the pitch, you know full well there's going to be an atmosphere ringing around that stadium. 
Mm, absolutely. And also, uh, our manager, Steve Cotterill of Shrewsbury Town, the mighty Shrewsbury, is currently in hospital and we want to wish him all the best. Yeah. When this podcast goes Definitely. out, though, he might be out. We don't know. We hope he's out. We hope he's out. Also, we hope he doesn't, you know, rush himself back in. You know, yeah. anybody who's, who's had this will will know, I'm sure, that it, it can be quite a difficult thing to, to get over and you can stay ill for, for quite a while. So we wish him and, and his family and anybody else who's still suffering with this virus or has suffered from it or has lost it, we wish you all the best. Um, and, and we hope that, that, that you're feeling better and, and that you're back on top of things soon. Yeah, we really do. But since he's been in, hasn't he? He's done an immense job, hasn't he, guys? Oh, he's turned us around completely. But, but from the time Sam Ricketts, oh, I don't know what Sam Ricketts was doing in charge of that team. I, yeah. I wanted him got to start the season. Yeah, I think, you know, um, he, he started well, obviously, when he was at Wrexham, but I think it was a jump too soon for him. Um, and I think, you know, when, when he was bringing players in, we were so excited to see these players play. And then we played so defensively and there was no sort of real attacking intent. And Steve Cottrell's come in and has proved that the players that were already there were more than capable of playing good football and, and winning football games. And obviously he has been able to bring in some of the players that he would have wanted to bring in that fit his system. But he's got players that were already at the club playing really well again. And, you know, as supporters, that's what you want to see is whether you're winning, losing or drawing, you want to see that dedication from the players. You want to see them playing as a team and playing well. And we just weren't doing that up until he came in. Well, yeah. And for those who don't know where how shoes we're doing, we were in the bottom four, which is basically relegation from the division we're in. We were we were twenty third, and looking terrible. To now we're mid table and we're looking up the table, which is a very very good feat by the by the team. Yeah, it was uh, nine nine points from twelve games, was it under Ricketts, and then twenty four in the twelve since Cottrell took over. So massive difference. Like night and day between the, between the performances. So that wraps up episode one of the Biscuits and Brews podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This will hopefully have given you a good taster of what's to come. Keep an eye on our social media pages at Biscuits underscore Brews on Twitter and Instagram. Get involved by letting us know what your favourite biscuits are and how you have your brews. And please stay safe. Take care. And we'll see you next time for episode two of the Biscuits and Brews podcast. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.